Welcome to the Brand Ambassadors, your wide-angle look at the field of PR and what it means for your company. Your host is Merritt Hamilton Allen with co-host Gary Potterfield. Every firm has a compelling narrative that sets them apart from the crowd. In your company, you can use your own background and storytelling to your advantage as well as that of your business. Now, here are your hosts, Merritt Hamilton Allen and Gary Potterfield. Good morning and welcome to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton Allen and good morning, Gary Potterfield. Good morning, Merritt. It's the end of the year and it feels, I feel like, I want to feel like Casey Kasem, if, of course, if you're old enough to live, remember Casey Kasem, where he does his annual end of year countdown. Or he used I'm old to, enough to have played his. <laughs> well, I used well, to play them on... Yeah, go ahead. On the radio on weekends, yeah. No, I, I am old enough to remember Casey Kasem and play Casey Kasem's uh, uh, programming. So, yep. Cool. Well, it's an interesting year we've had, isn't it? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Um, I, I'm finding a lot of uh, Gen Xers like myself did not like 2017. And for a number of reasons, I, I, I put myself in that category. And I've always thought, though, it was really wrong to wish a year would end or to wish away time because uh, while time without us is infinite, the time that we have is finite. So uh, uh, I always I always feel a little sheepish if, if I end a year and uh, I'm ready for it to be over. But you know what? I'm ready for it to be over. Well, you've only got 22,000 days or average so um one so so 365 of them are gone as if as if the changing of the year is going to somehow miraculously change things just like you're starting you having your new year's resolutions are going to make things wonderful yeah i don't make new year resol- new year's resolutions good so that's you can't lose lent that's that's good that's a, that's a win oh and that's what lent is for <laughs> Oh my goodness! If you make a New Year's resolution, you you waste six weeks um, of um, self denial when it's all coming up for you anyway. Right, and yeah, you just feel all you all you can end up doing is feeling worse, feeling regret how you didn't succeed. And they, I know they have a lot of psychological, you know, psychologists and psychiatrists can look can say why those uh, are doomed to fail. So, so not so I'm so, not going to make uh, any. In a, in well, me either. Although I, I have to remember, um, just also thinking of Lent, how, how funny it was uh, when you and James, who aren't even Catholic, gave up alcohol for Lent. I thought that was the funniest thing I'd ever heard, because no self-respecting Catholic would ever do anything so stupid. But it's one of those, it, it's, you know, one of those things where you go, can I do this? Of course I can do this. And so you, it was, uh, but no, wait a minute, no, it's but even it was even, it was better than that, because uh, on, a, on a particular trade show, uh, when uh, when he and I were were up in the morning, bright and chipper, and we're looking at all the eyeballs of everybody else in the entire everywhere, who who, who were looking bleary eyed, and we're like, oh, this is okay. Of course, I have to admit, um, when when it was over, it was it was fine. <laughs> you were fine with that. <laughs> yeah, I just we I just considered that a very amateurish um, uh, Lent move, but. That that's okay. You're Protestant. Y'all are catching yeah. up. Next um, time, I'm going to give up denial. And, you know, in perfect. I think that's the Episcopalian way. <laughs> uh. But uh, 
Religious differences aside, uh, we have been talking about uh, the year in public relations, and there are some international headlines and some very specific uh, PR instances that we've uh, cataloged for you. We're going to talk about some winners and losers as we look back at 2017. Um, and I want I want to start with um, fake news. And given that we've got, you know, approximately three minutes per topic, maybe, uh, maybe I should have put this at the end, but I, I thought 2017 uh, was a real uh, was eye-opening for consumers of news, understanding um, that there are actual fake news sites that either have just a simple um, draw you to their advertising purpose uh, with wildly sensational stories, more insidious purposes by uh, forming opinions um, for um, uh, various political means, and then we've got our actual. Um, uh, mainstream, credible uh, American free press news outlets trying to catch up with the fake news sites and winding up in the rush uh, to get something sensational out, putting out their own stories that they later determined are false. I actually think that um, um, there, I don't know if there was a trigger, a specific trigger in 2016, 2017 that made all this happen, but I do think that this was this was an, an inevitability because of uh, just the nature of the of uh, communication and the fact. And I don't, in other words, I don't think that genie's going to get put back in the bottle. I really don't think it's going to. Ha- not necessarily. Just the way that people are going to get news is just fundamentally changed, and. Um, I think it's an uphill battle for traditional media um, that may that I don't know that they can win that. Not about the fake news specifically, but just about the way that they're gonna they're gonna get their audience. So you know, I, I don't know where people, young people specifically, are getting their news, but uh, I know where I'm getting my news, and it's uh, you know I, I hit the Google News. I, I'm I'm my own uh, news. Uh, editor, so I wonder what's happening with the rest of the world. But I, I think it's going to be a ch- big challenge um, in this coming year and in the coming times to 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 put that back the way it was. I don't think we're going back. But you know, um, the press has been through this before. I mean, a long time ago. But if you look at the 1890s, when suddenly uh, telegraphs made news instantaneous. Well, what we considered in, was considered instantaneous in the 1890s and uh, the issues of yellow journalism and sensationalist stories, whether true or not, and the desire to be first. Uh, we've gone through that before. And uh, there's been, uh, you know, various histrionic uh, reactions to it. And it seemed that the media and also readers and uh, consumers of news self-regulated. So, you know, we we heard the Facebook hearings this fall and uh, they, you know, they kind of sheepishly admitted, oh, yeah, 3000 of our advertising accounts are based out of Russia. Um, So maybe um, just in a desire for credibility, um, uh, there'll be some self-regulation. And I think that's going to happen. I think that's and and that's a good thing. I think that that's the way it's going to be resolved. I think it's going to be like with anything else. I mean, like with marketing, like with, uh, you know, look what happens with folks who uh, when you're going to go buy something on Amazon.com and you look at the reviews and how many stars and you and see what's going on. I think in the news business, it's going to be similar. It's going to it's going to be that, you know, uh, wh- what is the consensus? Is this legit stuff or not? Uh, and I think that's good, what's going to solve it. I don't know that it's 
that the major media companies are going to solve it themselves. Yes, they certainly can. The one thing they can do to help solve it is to make sure that those things don't happen, um, uh, particularly those that uh, say that they are impartial. Obviously, those that say that they that don't even pretend to be impartial don't have to worry about that. They're going to put out what they're going to put out, and that's it. Absolutely. And, you know, our our next topic, I'm not saying that this is the uh, ninth most important. I just think it follows so well after fake news. One thing that has happened um, with this kind of hysterical rhetoric uh, uh, coming out of uh, fake news or questionable news sites, the culture wars kind of culminating in... uh, uh, Charlottesville, uh, taking down Confederate statues, his uh, historical value versus sedition. Uh, that uh, it, it just kind of shocked me uh, to see in 2017. I'm also married to a University of Virginia graduate, so we watched that rally. Just kind of their our, our jaws on the floor. Right. I mean, I think that um, again, and this is one where um, I think one of the dilemmas is. Um, is the idea of absolutes and right and wrong, and that and that's and and everybody. I mean, it's in the human nature, and I have it too. And and so, uh, how is that resolved? And I don't know that it is. Um, feels to me um, because of the nature of communication and how we can all see each other on Facebook and Twitter and see the news live and and all that. That um, uh, that uh, everyone's opinion. It used to be that. People had opinions, and you may not even know about them, about what's going on, and now you do. And um, so I don't know how you resolve uh, the the right and wrong part of all that. So, I mean, obviously there's certain things we see, and we go, you got to be kidding me. Oh, this reminds me of something. Just yesterday, uh, just yesterday, I was in Northern Virginia in the car, and um, some business or organization um, – it, I imagine previously they were called Robert E. Lee, whatever the business is, and now it's R. E. Lee. <laughs> Maybe it's you know Ricky yeah. Lee, I don't know, some other some other uh, some other guy named Lee. Right, Roger Lee. <laughs> uh, it's um, uh, and it's also. Um, uh, I think uh, backfired uh, with some campaigns who are trying uh, uh, some commercial products, trying to uh, incorporate a heightened sense of uh, awareness and acceptance into their ad campaigns. I mean, look at what happened with Pepsi. Right. Uh, you know, you know that that and that kind of thing makes me think a lot about. Um, um, uh, you know, you, you if you try, how hard do you try uh, to be? To, be, to to match what what you what what the the, the population is looking for uh, I mean it can be a losing proposition and the other thing I may I think about that and maybe we'll talk about it in, later in the show is um, what do you do if you believe you are you're from a corporate perspective you believe you're right you, you believe whatever action you've taken you believe is right but the but the the public opinion of it is so overwhelmingly to the other side that what do you do? Do you sit, do you stand by your guns and say, no, we did the right thing in what we did in this campaign? Or do you say, we're sorry? And is the sincere, is this, is the um, apology sincere? Well, that's what, I think one thing with uh, the digital age, with social media, um, with the constant connectivity, uh, I, I think, uh, 
uh, massive uh, backlash is causing knee-jerk reactions. Uh, I, I would go back to uh, a topic we'll talk about later, but the Me Too campaign where I kind of think it's going too far. Uh, one one complaint on Twitter, one complaint gets reported, not substantiated, and an individual's fired. No questions asked. Um, yeah. I, I think we're, we're getting into... Um, uh, we, we may be getting into a zero tolerance mindset, and uh, that's that's not helping. It kind of goes back to the whole issue of uh, uh, folks instigate. There are organizations uh, who are dedicated to kind of picking culture wars and keeping them alive, and right. uh, they're using they're using um, these incredibly powerful digital social media internet tools uh, to really divide uh, the country and divide the world. Yeah. I mean, and you mentioned Pepsi and, and, and uh, I just think, I wonder if in the, in the, in the room, wherever they were developed, the boardroom or wherever, or the advertising room, whatever they were doing, when they came up with their campaign, they had to be going, yeah, let's create this thing that's going to be, you know, d- you know, divisive. And of course not. They were trying, they thought they were doing, everybody in that room, I think, must have thought they were doing the right thing. And obviously they learned exactly. quickly that they weren't. Exactly. Well, um, We've got uh, a lot more topics uh, to go through. Uh, please send us your idea, uh, your questions and your ideas and your topics that you think needs to be in our top 10 for 2017 at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com or call us at 866-472-5790. We're going to uh, break right now. We'll be right back. Stay with us. This is the Brand Ambassadors. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you a business leader or executive that wants to achieve more? Not just in it for profit, but to do work you find meaningful that adds more value to more people in more ways. Listen for the Business Elevation Show with host Chris Cooper. You'll hear from successful achievers from around the world with the passion and experience to offer invaluable guidance. The Business Elevation Show can be heard live on Fridays at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time, usually 4 p.m. U.K., on the Voice America Business Channel. Be more. Achieve more. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back. I'm Gary Potterfield along with Merritt Hamilton Allen, and this is the uh, year in review in public relations uh, on the brand ambassadors. And, uh, you know, I kind of wish that we, I wish we'd have the, you know, we'd have like a, a jingle, like number 10, or maybe, or maybe, Merritt, we could have like a, a long distance dedication to, to, a, to, a, to a PR crisis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was, I, uh, there was I one that. that idea. <laughs> there was one that happened and this is I mean how do you you got to think about this like how, how did they possibly think that this was a good idea um uh, cosmopolitan magazine had it uh, had a an, a headline uh that was how this woman lost 44 pounds without any exercise and the reason was that the that the poor lady um had a form of cancer i mean what in the world were they thinking uh, the, and oh, how did they let that go? Okay, now did she survive the cancer first? Yes, she did, and they they changed they here they changed the headline. They, and and, they, and it was, was and was the forty and was the forty four pounds off of her midsection and thighs because there's some people who'd be okay with that. Oh my gosh. You know, so, <laughs> just, so kidding, yeah. just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> I, I know you are. So they changed the head, but after you know, after a backlash, but I, I imagine they, on the on the online version, they changed the headline. The headline was changed to "A Serious Health Scare Helped Me Love My Body More Than Ever," and that's that's a pretty good headline. That's an alright. That's headline. still messed up. <laughs> oh, come on. well, yeah, I mean, but that's still pretty messed up. Basically, because it's basically saying, you know, um, I was forty four pounds overweight and I lost it all thanks to cancer. Well, that's <laughs> I mean. Well, so I, still, yeah, I, th- that's. Who, whoever picked that story idea, um, I hope is working at Highlights Magazine now. <laughs> I don't know about that. I wouldn't. Do we really want that person there? <laughs> oh, that's. Oh, that, you're right. You're right. I just didn't think Highlights existed anymore. That was a hope. Oh my gosh. You know, and that's uh, uh, kind of leads into you know our our next topic. I wanted to talk a little bit because we just got the uh, notification yesterday about Apple's CEO and his. Uh, 2017 pay jumping 47% per, uh, to 12.8 million. Corporate accountability. Um, you know, news like this comes out, and I think you get uh, two versions of it. Uh, one is, that's ridiculous that you're charging me um, $1,000 for an iPhone 10 uh, so that you can get uh, $13 million a year. Kind of a populist mindset. On the other hand, I see the headline that in addition to the big bump in pay, he gets use of a private aircraft. And I'm thinking, the CEO of Apple's just now getting to use a private jet? Are you serious? I, I well, see. You I read flying commercial. 
I, th- I saw the way they wrote it to see say he hit that he has to fly a private aircraft. He wants to fly coach. Uh, he wa- he wants to fly coach, right, but they're not letting do. him. Especially United. <laughs> uh. Right. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, it's now time to uh, get off the airplane. Please put your arms out so we can drag you. Uh. Oh, that's just... Uh. <laughs> But, you know, we, we see this. Um, I think there was a little more outrage in previous years and golden parachutes. Um, we've, I've certainly seen it where uh, uh, government decision makers look at industry leaders in the uh, defense uh, industry and, you know, raise an eyebrow at that, their salaries. But I have to say there is a lot of risk in rolling out. Uh, globally, a $1,000 phone. There's a lot of risk in being uh, the Apple CEO. There's a lot of risk in building an aircraft carrier. Uh, and being being a CEO of a giant firm, it's not like he's golfing every Wednesday. It's a hard job. Well, the other side of that is is that, um, it, it, you know, it is, it, it is a it is a private company and uh, you're right i mean a thousand there's a lot of risk in the, in, in putting out a thousand dollar product and and at the end of the day do you want the thousand dollar product or, or not we can sit there and go how outrageous that he makes this kind of crazy money although i would tell you that's stock <laughs> that, that's the stock it's not his salary although i bet you it's probably not uh, you know 750 an hour it's probably somewhere in the middle maybe 750 dollars an hour maybe 7500 an hour but it, nonetheless the fact of the matter is um you can be as upset as you want, but how is it affecting you? How is it affecting you negatively um, that that you're that you're doing that? You can just simply say, "I am not buying an iPhone 10. Um, I'm not doing it. I'm going to go for something else." And where you could go, I saw an ad about this or an article about this just yesterday. Um, how do you pronounce the Chinese uh, uh, tech manufacturer? Hu- Huawei, Highway, whatever. I can't think of their name, but they've got something out there that's two hundred dollars that they say is like everything it can do it's amazing so that's going to have it's going to force apple um i think maybe i'm wrong um to address price because yeah they're making big money on that well and um you know i'm the proud owner of a a, a pixel 2 um one thing i think what's interesting about apple is you were complaining about your phone by the way i remember i remember you I remember you complaining about your phone, uh, like making calls or turning you off or something when you were when you were headed up to your ear. So, I don't know what that was about, but that was oh, that was it. That was the phone I fired. That was the Samsung Galaxy Eight with the curved screen. <laughs> the phone and, I fired. That's um, the, that be that's a great headline. I like that headline. The phone I fired. Phone I fired. No, that that was miserable. But you know. Something, and I think it, you know, all of these issues kind of tie together. We've got a really interesting narrative in 2017, and a lot of the corporate accountability comes with, again with the culture wars. There's um, uh, uh, a concern about wealth inequality, not just globally, but in this country, that it's growing, uh, the rich are getting richer, and you know, there, are, there are arguments on both sides. But I, I found that, you know, the blip yesterday. I think the way CNN introduced it was the rich are getting richer and then they go into the Apple CEO story. Well, that, that's not a guy, you know, sitting on a bag of money, uh, lighting cigars with hundred dollar bills. I, I kind of feel like the Apple CEO is actually working, even though right. I don't own an iPhone. Well, I do, but but the but the um, but I'm so I'm so behind the I'm two years behind the times. So, but but the but the, I think the, the 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 issue is another thing we have today because of 
the nature of how we can communicate is um, envy is so much easier to have when you know so much more about what the what the guy next door or the gal next door has that you don't have. The keeping up with the Joneses is a lot is is something. So so the so the other side of that coin about mm-hmm. the about um, the rich getting richer richer is are the poor getting richer or are they getting poorer? I mean, so here's the so you can say in relation to the rich, the, the poor are getting poorer, but in relation to where they were last year, are they getting richer? I'm not I'm not taking a position either way. I'm just saying, again, like with everything, uh, there are multiple ways to look at a story. So, I think another thing. Well, indeed, uh, and I think that leads us. Uh, I think it leads us into our next uh, topic. And uh, I originally just had this titled Russia, but I'm going to call it something different. I'm going to call it cyber awareness. Uh, there is, uh, th- you know, there's digital warfare going on all over the globe, different countries as instigators. The Rus- Russians are the most visible. It appears the North Koreans uh, are getting in on the act, which I find amusing. Just because you think of North Korea as a completely backward nation except for trying to build a nuke. And the idea of them uh, waging cyber warfare is, is at first laughable, but also kind of real. Uh, and again, going back to to uh, the whole investigation that has been going on into the 2016 election, and I think very tellingly, uh, the Facebook testimony. Uh, we have uh, nations, uh, nation states, uh, executing specific digital uh, campaigns to push specific opinions um, on American topics. Well, that's not going to change worldwide, I don't think. Again, that's one of those things no. where... I don't no. think that's changing. Period. No matter how you look at it, um, the, any organization that or Facebook con- is an American company. I mean, well, I mean, if Facebook were, if Facebook were a French company, do you? Th- I wonder if they would care if Russia was putting out counter-American propaganda or disruptive, uh, putting out information, misinformation to disrupt um, American opinion. I don't think a third-party country would care. So we're kind of fortunate that uh, uh, our our digital. Uh, social media leaders are mostly American-based. And owned. right, but 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 I don't I still still I don't think that regardless that it's going to. Uh, I, I I think it's I don't know if saying this not doesn't matter. What I think is that I again so many things where you can you can stemming that tide is going to be a challenge uh, of of any any company or any organization uh, a terrorist organization or as nation. Is going to is going to um, say what are the tools available to me to do what I want to do, and they're going to take advantage of them. And I don't think the tools are going to go away. It's going to be very difficult to make those tools go away. So um, th- that's going to be a constant challenge. But it, but what is interesting about that too is the fact that um, you know what gets on the lips of people and the minds of people, and what becomes what becomes the issue that everyone's talking about. And um, obviously, uh, social media is has a lot to do with how these things catch fire and become massively big um, topics of conversation and how, what's driving it. So big, big to do. Yeah. I think the yeah. other thing I was going to say. The next topic is, go is, 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 go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, looking at time, I just wanted to throw out real quick our, our number six topic, which um, was regional, North American, uh, North America specifically, the solar eclipse. Did you go? I didn't go. Uh, well, see, I, I can't see. I can't even see the screen right now because I was looking at it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, 
No, I didn't participate in the uh, solar eclipse. Therefore, I think what we need to do is ask them to redo it. So that's what we need to do. That we would be to- great. I would love, or just, just, or just run it as a rerun. Yeah, well, exactly. Um, so we, or we could fake it, I mean, whatever. That, was, that content, hey. yeah, ahead. that was huge content. And if you, it was huge content. And if you weren't available to pick up that content live for like six hours, you missed out. So, yeah, I'd really like to see that repurposed. All righty. Well, we've got lots to talk about. It's, it's, we, we could have this show go on all day long, um, but we're going to be back in uh, in a few minutes, and we're going to we got lots more topics to talk about uh, on the Brand Ambassadors. And again, uh, hey, folks, uh, give us a call at uh, 866-472-5790 or send us an email at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. We know it's the holiday week, but hey, what's more fun than talking about all the crises and PR disasters over the past uh, 12 months? We're the Brand Ambassadors, and we'll be back in just a couple minutes. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today 
please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to the Brand Ambassadors. I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen, joined by Gary Potterfield. We're talking about the top uh, top 10 PR topics for 2017. Please feel free to uh, send in your comments and questions at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com. And during the break, Gary, you mentioned that one thing... Uh, I don't know. I don't think it's because PR folks are macabre or anything, but everything we're talking about, we only are picking up on the bad side. But, you know, I, I think our next topic kind of uh, kind of defies that a bit. And for, and for me, a major story in 2017 was Bitcoin. And mm-hmm. no one's quite sure what it is, but no one's uh, no one's saying anything. They're not having a PR crisis. That's for sure. Well, there's a lot of weird things going on, and uh, and uh, and uh, you know, to uh, to be fair, I have to say that I was in uh, uh, I was in a uh, in a chain store, and I found a Bitcoin stuck to a uh, stuck to a piece of gum, and I picked it up. So now I'm the owner of a Bitcoin. Oh, wait a minute, that was different. No, that was a penny. <laughs> but you are a Bitcoin owner. Well, uh, yeah, I'm I'm a proud owner of about uh, you know point um, zero eight. Bitcoins, and it's you know the, the thing to do is you know you, you it's just crazy. I and mean, you sit there and go, well, golly, why didn't I do this like a number of years ago? But who knows? You know, you got to be smart. You, 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 we nobody knows anything, um, and so no one knows how to value it. Right. It's not. It, it's it defies uh, currency uh, valuation that you would see with uh, typical global currencies. But it's funny. It's it is interesting how quickly, pretty much, con- it coincided. If you look, if you look at the you know the charts on it, and 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 how it exploded, that's pretty much the. If you were to, I would be fascinated to see if they could do a um, a chart on the um, the the social media buzz on the topic of Bitcoin and match it to the growth of the value of a Bitcoin and see how they matched. Because you know, I, I think three or four months ago it wasn't a big topic. Um, and, and, and then as it started to explode, it became a big topic. So it's interesting. I, it's kind of a, a which came first and which drove which, you know. Um, I remember a year ago right, reading. Right. And, and like also. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say what, what I had, what I had I read just... about a year ago was the fact that once the major um, uh, 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 business organizations, retail organizations, and and uh, online organizations started accepting it, is when it would uh, it would go crazy. Uh, like when when you know it it hasn't happened yet. When Amazon was is, is, is says okay, we now will accept Bitcoin as payment. That's when it it gets legitimacy and goes and, and it's not just a, a speculative thing. But I don't know when that I don't know if that's the case or not. Well, and, you know, it's just um, I look at it um, with my uh, amateur economist hat and you look at, you know, famous uh, speculative financial bubbles, uh, South Sea, the South Sea bubble. And that was trading in shares of an unknown quantity, but it was kind of land. And then we look at the early 21st century U.S. housing bubble. And, of course, my favorite financial bubble um, is the uh, driver of the plot of 
the greatest Mel Brooks movie of all time, The Producers, where <laughs> uh, they sold, uh, you know, 1,500% of the profits of Springtime for Hitler with the goal of it failing. <laughs> right. And so you know, I, I almost wonder if Bitcoin is just maybe two guys in a garage um, with a Swedish secretary uh, uh, looking to take this thing globally and then having it completely fail. Uh, well, we that it'd be, a, it'd be a good musical. It'd be 20, a great musical. <laughs> Twenty eighteen will tell the tale. We'll know. Maybe, uh, maybe we'll know. So, uh, yeah, that's that. That was indeed an interesting one. Hey, we, uh, you know, Merritt, we uh, we touched on very, very briefly. At least the words came up about um, United Airlines. But um, uh, getting back to just the awful mistakes that are made in PR is that uh, it'd be interesting to 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 just chat for a minute or so about that uh, issue that took place earlier in the year um, when that passenger was physically pulled off dragged off of an airplane can you imagine just help when, when the when the when the ceo and all like woke up and came in that morning to work you've got to be kidding me this couldn't have happened and then when that happened um every airline was 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 on the news now oh now american did this and now delta did that and southwest did this and it just spread like wildfire I imagine the other ceos initially were going oh well too bad for united what a shame! And then they go, "Oh gosh!" Now that now that everyone with a, with a, with a with a smartphone is videotaping every action that uh, is, takes place on an airplane, wow! That was a big that was a big thing for a while. Yeah, and I think I think just for airline passengers or frequent flyers like myself, there's something very you think is very anonymous about airline travel because you're wandering through crowded airports where no one knows you and. Uh, uh, you get on a plane with a bunch of strangers and you, you think it's perfectly anonymous. Well, it's not. Uh, that's uh, that's certainly clear. And I may have uh, taken some uh, shaming uh, photos of really unpleasant uh, passengers in uh, 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 airports, particularly DFW. Uh, and maybe someone's got video of me being an unpleasant passenger. I don't know, but I try and be sweetness and light just well, because it might be videoed. <laughs> and it got, I think it goes back to That's our right. theme of the brand yeah. ambassadors where Go ahead. <laughs> actually I'm a lot nicer when I fly because um, I just, you're putting your life in these people's hands and you really ought to be polite to them. Um, so, so, so we got to know that when nice we person. see, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just pragmatic. That's right. So when we see no, a happy go lucky, when we see a happy go lucky merit, uh, you know, the skipping through, uh, skipping to her gate at DFW, we know it's. I'm <laughs> it's all because someone's got a camera. Exactly. Exactly. No, um, but it was one of the core themes of this whole series on the brand ambassadors is your frontline employees uh, are your the ambassadors of your brand, of your company. And uh, there's a tremendous amount of trust placed in uh, uh, particularly uh, transportation employees not just to make sure every, uh, everything takes place uh, correctly and safely, but uh, also a sense of customer service so that being in that constant public eye and the constant social media eye, um, you, uh, uh, you can preserve your brand and uh, your image as a purveyor of quality customer service. Yeah, it's going to get it's getting harder and harder to do. And you're right. You have to get it down to the employee level 
um, in the airline industry, I think it's so difficult because, first of all, the odds are that you know if you're if you're on a plane, you're stressed out. Am I going to make my connection? Is this going to happen? Is that going to happen? You know, you're just, you're tired. Um, and right, and you do notice uh, when you get it, when you have an employee who is going out of their way to help you, as opposed to uh, mm-hmm. uh, maybe being in the right technically. But are you in the right from a corporate perspective in terms of uh, realizing that you are you are the company? I mean, I know for my daughter who you know is a flight attendant, she that she, that she knows she is the company when 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 uh, passengers are upset at her because the plane hasn't taken off yet, you know, and and it could have nothing to do with even the airline. It could be simply the air traffic control. Let's blame it all on them. Uh, anyway. Oh, I know. And I, th- I mean. Uh, Flight attendants, my goodness, they've got to pack a plane, uh, an uncomfortable plane full of people and too much luggage and be really nice about it. Um, They're the front line when there's mechanical delay or an airport delay, which they have even less control over, or a weather delay. Uh, That's, that's, uh, when you talk about expectation management, that's got to be one of the toughest jobs out there. Well, and, and you know, any kind of service uh, business in this day and age, again, you it, it's 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 a challenge because any any small faux pas you make is uh, is magnified, uh, you know, a hundred, a thousand times when it ma- reaches uh, social media and it doesn't take much. Um, you know what? It's amazing. We have so many wonderful uh, crises to talk about and so little time. <laughs> this is the dilemma in life. Um, I know, but but let's talk about hurricanes. Can yeah, about hurricanes? come on, doggone it. That's right. I think that's a beautiful thing to talk about. Uh, what, Harvey, what, Irma, Jose, Maria, dang. I think it's the fault of the hurricanes. Well, actually, it is. So, <laughs> but any crisis crisis communication that happened from that? How do you win? How do you win the PR battle uh, with a hurricane? I don't know. Go ahead, Merritt. Tell me how you well, win the think, PR battle. Um, uh, you win the PR battle with the hurricane. I think it's based on local. That's that's local disaster response and local government and crisis response, and that's operations rather than words. And I'll give you two examples: Texas and Puerto Rico. I don't know about you, but I'd much rather be in Texas during a hurricane. It seems like a better outcome. Um, yeah, I, the it was a much better out, uh, outcome, and uh, yeah, that one, and that's that one. When you could, when you look at the Puerto Rico thing, and it, it, so many different things that play into the cause of whatever the perception of whatever went on there. Um, obviously, we we know well um, some of the folks that some of the things going on because of our, our good friend Mel Cordova, who's helping out there. Um, but wow, I mean, there's just so many different ways to look at what went on. Um, I think that what's interesting, again, talking to Mel, is that uh, he, as, as horrible as it was and is, um, he's, he sees it as an opportunity to do great things for the people of Puerto Rico and to make Puerto Rico, you know, a, a, a very good place. But sure, when you look at it from the perspective of Puerto Rico versus Texas, um, yeah, which, where would you rather be in terms of a hurricane? So, wow. Um, I don't know what to say. I don't know what else to say about it, you know, uh, how, how, about how to prepare to do it the right way. I think a lot of it is simply you've got to, it, it, it happens at the seat of government. It does. Uh, it does. And uh, uh, you've, uh, your, your crisis management plan has got to include communication, uh, 
uh, and we certainly saw that uh, in Puerto Rico where television stations were wiped out. It was all radio. Uh, that was uh, the only thing getting through, and only a few stations, but they did have island-wide coverage. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it's 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 pretty devastating. I'll tell you, my I did love the chemical plant in um, uh, outside Houston. I think it was that pretty much warned everybody. Okay, in 48 hours, there's going to be a fire, and if we need to evacuate you, we're going to know uh, because they knew because of the flooding and the power loss, they were going to have a problem. And they predicted it. They kept everybody calm. They gave everybody plenty of notice. And there was a fire, but damage was minimal. And I think that was a crisis comes wind in a hurricane. Yeah. Break time, Merritt. All right. I thought you were taking this out. Eh, well, no, I think it's you. But it's okay. It doesn't matter. Okay. Bottom line is we're coming back in a couple of minutes on the brand ambassadors. And uh, I'll remind folks that, hey, you have to know about a crisis you want to talk about. Give us a call at 866-472-5790 or email us at brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When business people think PR, they usually think spin. Good, bad, or indifferent. But spin without a strategy gets you nowhere but lighter in the wallet. At Vox Optima, our outcome-based communication is about results, not the ride. You're focused on your bottom-line goals, and so are we. From strategic planning to creative design and production, Vox Optima has experts ready to support your requirements today. Also look to Vox Optima for crisis communication, media training, and issue management. Vox Optima is a service-disabled veteran and a woman-owned business with consultants working from coast to coast. Vox Optima ties PR strategy and every last communication product to what your organization needs to be successful. At Vox Optima, you won't be spinning your wheels. You'll be getting results. Strategy, not spin. To make our results work for you, visit VoxOptima.com. That's VoxOptima.com. If you hear a dog barking or an angel singing, then you know that you are listening to Waking Up in America. Heard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific Time, Valerie Kirkard and all of her friends will bring you powerful and humorous discussions that raise thoughts and give you insight on how to live your life to its fullest potential. Adventure is always a must on Waking Up in America with Valerie Kirkard every Wednesday at 3 Pacific. Trends in global business are changing all the time. It used to only be worrying about your competitor across the street, but now that competitor may be across the world. On Global Business with Mahesh Joshi, we discuss the trends in global business, plus issues and solutions that business leaders face today. Each show is guaranteed to teach you something that you didn't know before about global business. Listen live every Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to the brand ambassadors to reach our program today please call in to 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 or send an email with questions or comments to brand.ambassadors at voxoptima.com now back to this week's program Welcome back. I'm uh, Gary Ponderfield, along with Merritt Hamilton Allen on the Brand Ambassadors and uh, PR Crisis 2017 number two. I had to do that, Merritt. I had to, I do, the, I had to do the musical jingle into our number two crisis as we get near the end. Did you do Gregorian chant? That would be better. <laughs> We're counting them down from number ten to number one. Actually, I could have. Boy, I could have done that. Anyway, and we are talking about the, the next one on the list. Um, and uh, the year 2017 was, of course, the year of uh, the new the, the the result of the election of 2016 and President Trump. And uh, and uh, certainly, uh, if you have you look at the news, you listen to the news, you're on your social media. It's got it's all over the place. So POTUS 45. So um, Merritt, what are your thoughts about um, about is there an issue? Is it different than before? You know, what's your take? Well, I think it's it's different just because the personality of this uh, administration is so different than that of previous administrations. But if I just look at uh, the public communication, the public information, what we would call uh, public affairs, the role of the White House press secretary, you know, um, the era of um, Mike McCurry. Uh, is over, and it ended before this administration. Uh, I felt that the Bush uh, 43 administration that took a very corporate view uh, were pretty, uh, kept their cards close, uh, and you know just didn't uh, didn't do a lot. There wasn't you know the daily rundown that you saw and the easy relationship between the spokesperson and the media. I think the Obama administration took it farther and operated on a perpetual campaign. Uh, status, and I can't think of anything more exhausting than uh, running a national level presidential campaign for eight solid years. Uh, and and also, of course, we saw the Obama administration go into uh, social media uh, pretty effectively, very carefully, very cautiously. And I think that's probably the largest difference is it, there doesn't seem to be a lot of caution. Um, 
with this administration. This is an administration that's comfortable breaking news via Twitter uh, direct from the source. Uh, to me, the Pentagon spokesperson and the Pentagon spokesperson could be um, Socrates or Donald Duck, and they would still have a difficult time gaining credibility uh, just because why listen to the talking head when the source is on social media? You know, the primary source, the guy you want to hear from, is on social media constantly and pretty accessible. Well, I think so. I think I think that I think some of the the biggest changes. Go ahead. I was going to say that um, the entire idea of a press conference is different. They still call them press conferences, and they really shouldn't even do that because if you think about it, prior to forget about social media, but before the uh, era of uh, the twenty-four hour news channels like CNN, which introduced them. Um, before that, a press conference truly was intended for the press, and the press uh, press secretary was talking to the media and answering questions. And then, the, of course, the, in the evening news and the morning, in the afternoon or morning paper, would be the story. But you and I, uh, average citizen, were not privy to that. And now, uh, the press the, the press conferences it's not even a press conference anymore. It's it, they're they're talking to, they're yes, they're certainly talking directly to the press, but they're talking directly to us. So I think that changed the whole thing, and it only got. Just it went crazy, you know, when social media took place. And now, of course, you know, with uh, the whole Twitter uh, business, uh, it, it's hard to make sense of it anymore. Again, I think things will will figure this out more um, as this year goes by. But who wonder you wonder, you know, what the next president, if it's the same president, the next person in that office, you know, what will they do? You know, will they what will they do with regard to communicating directly to the people? Is that a good idea, a bad idea? Uh Boy, it's going to take a while to sort this one out. And I also, and I think uh, for people like you and me who are in the business of government communications and public communication, um, we've got to make sure that we refine our game and reflect this reality. Because as you pointed out earlier, this genie is not going back in the bottle. Real quick, Merritt, we're, we're, golly gee, um, let's get to number one. We have to get yeah. to number one before we say goodbye. So go ahead. Exactly. And of, and of course, we've touched on this on a couple of previous shows. Time Magazine uh, made this their, their Persons of the Year, the Me Too campaign. Wow. This is um, unbelievable. Everything we've talked about with uh, the notion of uh, social media and digital connectivity driving um, a movement. This is shaking up Hollywood, corporate America, politics, and, we're, and we are going to see more in 2018 this is this is the pr gift that keeps on giving yeah i i and who knows where this is going to end uh, um it's got to it's got to stabilize at some point because it's a, it, it has definitely taken on a life of its own every single day some new person in either media or uh, or in corporate america is under the gun so uh, we have to stand by on this one this one's going to keep on living but you know what? We can help you with that, both with policy, with training, uh, uh, with preparing for what happens when a complaint comes. You can find that at www.voxoptima.com. So that closes out 2017 on the Brand Ambassadors. For Gary Potterfield, I'm Merritt Hamilton-Allen. We'll talk to you next year. Thank you for tuning in this week to the Brand Ambassadors. Please join Merritt Hamilton-Allen and Gary Potterfield for another edition next Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time and 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.